Mandalorian news, Star Trek Discovery renewed, Blizzard ending StarCraft 2, oh my, Phil Spencer speaks on exclusivity, and Avengers says, hey, we're gonna be delayed just a little bit. This is DBN News for 10-16-2020. First, is from IGN and written by Luke Riley, The Mandalorian Season 3 to begin filming before the end of 2020. The Mandalorian executive producer and showrunner John Favreau has confirmed production of season three of the popular Disney Plus Star Wars series, saying it is on track to begin before the end of the year. According to Variety, a specific date was not revealed, though leading man Pedro Pascal is currently in Croatia filming scenes for the 2021 action comedy The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent alongside Nicolas Cage. Man, Pedro Pascal has really made it. He gets to make a movie with Nick Cage. Like, that's next level. Favreau also admitted the Mandalorian team are amenable to the potential of a movie emerging from the Mandalorian universe, though he stressed he's in no rush to see the show as anything but a streaming series for now. But we're definitely open to it, said Favreau, and excited to see where the story leads us and have that flexibility because there's no rule book now. I mean, we all knew it was going to get a season three. I think we're all pretty sure season two is going to be awesome so it makes sense for disney to keep milking this cash cow a really good cash cow at that and all of those toys you want the child you buy the child stuff like that second is from ign and written by matt kim star trek discovery renewed for season four star trek discovery has been renewed for season four the cast appeared in a special video to announce that filming for the next season will begin on november 2nd Sonequa Martin-Green, who plays Michael Burnham on Discovery, and Doug Jones, who plays Saru, appeared in a short video alongside the co-showrunners Michelle Paradise and Alex Kurtzman to announce the Season 4 renewal. No plot details were shared in the video, but the cast and crew shared their excitement at filming together again after being separated throughout the pandemic. The news comes a day after the premiere of Star Trek Discovery Season 3 on CBS All Access. This makes sense, too. From what I hear, this show's really, really good. And actually worth the all-access price tag. So, it seems CBS is making some moves, some good moves. And uh, we get Star Trek news, which is very rare. So, it is nice to see for all you Trekkie fans and all you Trekkie nerds getting that that sweet, nasty news that you love to hear, love to read, and love to see. Third, is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Blizzard ending StarCraft 2 content development. Blizzard has announced that it is ending development of paid-for content for StarCraft 2 a decade on from the game's first launch. A blog post from the StarCraft II team explained that for purchase content such as Commanders and War Chests will no longer be developed, but that the team will continue to support the game and its esports scene. We're going to continue supporting StarCraft II in the same manner as we have with our previous long-standing games such as Brood War, focusing primarily on what our core and competitive communities care about most, the post explains. What this means is that we're not going to be producing additional for-purchase content such as Commanders and War Chests, but we'll continue doing season roles and necessary balances or balance fixes moving forward. Blizzard will not release another update in 2020, making the August balance update the last of the year. However, the blog does emphasize that these balance updates will still be developed as needed in the future. The esports scene maintained by Blizzard in partnership with ESL Gaming and GSL will continue as normal. Perhaps most exciting for StarCraft fans is the explanation as to why the team is winding down content development. We know some of our players have been looking forward to some of the themes we're moving away from, but the good news is this change will free us up to think about what's next, not just with regard to StarCraft 2, but for the StarCraft universe as a whole, said Blizzard. 
It's impossible to know what Blizzard is planning for StarCraft, but the important theme is that the studio is thinking about the series' future. Whether that's a classic-style sequel with StarCraft 3 or something else entirely remains to be seen. You still gotta get some new StarCraft content. Maybe StarCraft 3. Maybe a whole entirely new game. Maybe find and get that ghost spinoff. Who knows? Fourth is from IGN and written by Matthew Adler. Phil Spencer on whether Microsoft needs to bring future Bethesda games to PS5. Microsoft shocked the gaming world when it acquired Bethesda and parent company ZeniMax Media recently for a whopping $7.5 billion. That's right, with a B. However, the decision has left a lot of people curious about the future of Bethesda games on other platforms, notably Sony's upcoming PS5. Kotaku's Steven Totillo interviewed Xbox's Phil Spencer to discuss a bit more about the deal and what implications it may have for players outside the Xbox ecosystem. It is possible... Is it possible to recoup a $7.5 billion investment if you don't sell Elder Scrolls 6 on, on the PlayStation? Asked Totilo. Yes, Spencer quickly replied. Then he paused. I don't want to be flip about that, Spencer added. This deal was not done to take games away from another player base like that. Nowhere in the documentation that we put together was, how do we keep other players from playing these games? We want more people to be able to play games, not fewer people to be able to, to go play games. When I think about where people are going to be playing and the number of devices that we had, and we have xCloud and PC and Games Pass and our console base. I don't have to go ship those games on any other platform other than the platforms that we support in order to kind of make the deal work for us, Spencer continued. Whatever that means. I mean, he's not saying no. I, I really, these games are, you know, I was in the camp that like, it would be really cool if they didn't come to PlayStation and Xbox just kind of was like, mine, you know, no process. But I really honestly believe they'll come to other consoles. It it would help them recoup that $7.5 billion investment. And it just makes more sense as a whole. So we'll see what happens. But I honestly think they'll still be coming to all platforms. And last is from IGN and written by Matt Perslow. Marvel's Avengers DLC and next-gen versions delayed. Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics have delayed the next major updates for Marvel's Avengers, pushing the next-gen versions into next year and delaying the addition of the game's first DLC character, Kate Bishop. In a post on the Avengers blog, Crystal Dynamics studio head Scott Amos apologized for the slight delay to the Kate Bishop DLC, but explained that it is due to ensuring new content is given the time for extensive internal testing. With this in mind, we've decided to push Kate Bishop's Operation Launch back a bit out of October, said Amos, but no new date was given for the first new character. Additionally, Amos explained that next-gen updates are being pushed back. We've also made the decision to shift our PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X slash S launch the next year to ensure that we give our team the time to deliver a next-gen experience, showcasing all that this game is meant to be, he said. While a next-gen version with optimized upgrades won't arrive for a while. <clears throat> Amos does note that playing the current gen versions on PS5 or Xbox Series X or Xbox Series consoles will benefit from improved frame rates and faster loading times. These are issues that Avengers on current gen certainly suffers with, so there should be some noticeable benefit. Amos also confirmed that existing saves will transfer to the next gen consoles. In addition to detailing the, de the delays, Amos also apologized for the troubles Avengers has suffered in its first months. Marvel's Avengers launch was not without turbulence, and we recognize that a number of issues detracted from your enjoyment of the game, he said. This does not align with Crystal Dynamics' value of craftsmanship, and for that, we sincerely apologize. As thank you to players who have suffered through the, that launch, Crystal Dynamics is giving all players 1,500 credits, 7,000 units, 250 upgrade modules, 20 DNA keys, and a Sarah Garza-inspired nameplate. These rewards will be added to your account if you log in October 22nd and November 5th. 
While the most anticipated content has been delayed, Amos assured players that performance and stability, multiplayer matchmaking, rewards, and late game content is all being worked on at the studio. This includes a much requested ping system and the ability to replay the campaign with your high level gear. Woo! Are we going to see another Anthem? Probably not. But man, it really feels like Anthem. If it quacks like duck and walks like duck, it's most likely duck. And that is the news for today. Thank you for listening. And let us know what you think about any of the stories we talked about by sending a message, sending us a message on Anchor. Uh, you can also support the podcast at anchor.fm slash dadsbeardsnerds where you can do the message for a monthly donation. Get it. Next up, find us on all social medias at dadsbeardsnerds. And if you'd like to be part of our ever-growing Discord community, check out our Twitter bio in the show notes for every show that we release and produce. Until next time, I'm Anthony, and I look forward to making more content for you. And if you listen this far in, I've got a special surprise for you. I love you. Let's get married. I want to be with you forever. And I feel it's time we took that next step and committed to ourselves for the rest of our lives. So will you marry me?